Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Are you working? What kind of work do you do? This is the Punt and Pass Podcast. Touchdown! 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 Georgia! Now, here are your host, two-time All-American punter, Drew Butler. Drew Butler, leader in the country in punts 49-plus. See if he booms this one. He does. Wow! And Rose Bowl, Sugar Bowl, and SEC championship winning quarterback, Jake Fromm. Please quicker to get the night started. With the latest from around the SEC and the world of college football, it's the Punt and Pass Podcast. Dogs are winners. A national championship for a new generation of Bulldogs. Victory is mine. Yeah, surprisingly, I've been lame. Waiting for your next mistake. I put in work and watch my status escalate. The cornballs get stolen. Welcome in to the Punt and Pass Podcast. I'm your host, Drew Butler. Join alongside my co-host, Jake From Be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at Drew Butler. He's at From Jake. Puntandpass.com, the number one destination for all things college football. Jake, it's time. This is the official college football playoff national championship game preview. Who does it feature? The number one ranked Georgia Bulldogs. The number three-ranked TCU Horn Frogs, Los Angeles, SoFi Stadium, Monday night, 7.30 p.m. We are going to dive all into it. We've got a couple things to touch on before then, Jake. Um, but it's week 18 of the NFL season. That means this thing is a wrap heading into the playoffs next season. And the college football season is about to be over. Could Georgia go back-to-back? We've got so much to dive into. What's going on, brother? What is going on? This is the main event. This is the moment we have all been waiting for. The final chapter in college football. The playoff era is coming to an end. Uh, Some awesome games we had this past weekend. Uh, I thought they got it right uh, for once there with the uh, Final Four teams. It's going to be exciting Monday night. Look forward to it. Can't wait. Go dogs. Yeah, absolutely. Hearing a lot of Georgia fans and TCU fans making their way out to LA right now. We're recording this on a Thursday night. I'm sure a ton of people will be headed out West both Friday and Saturday, probably even Sunday too. It is going to be awesome. And if you are out there, just a heads up, our awesome partners over at prize picks are having an event on Sunday. What is the event? It's the prize picks, Los Angeles NFL 
watch party. That is right. Sunday from 12 to 5 at Cabo Cantina in Marina del Rey. This is going to be awesome. They're calling all dogs, frogs, and L.A. locals to get ready for a touchdown-worthy time in sunny Venice Beach with the Prize Picks team, some Prize Picks partners, creators, and the entire community. You can eat delicious food, imbibe with adult beverages, win some Prize Pick merch, and of course, there will be plenty of football action. I am going to post this link. You have to opt in and RSVP. If you are already signed up on Prize Picks, boom, you can get access. If you're not signed up yet, I don't know what you're waiting on, but download the Prize Picks app right now or go to prizepicks.com. And if you use the promo code PUNT, P U N T, PUNT, you get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Put $100 in, you get $200 to go ahead and play with it. Do not miss out on this end zone celebration. It is going to be fantastic. I might be there. I might be there. Don't know yet. It's Thursday night, playing this one by ear. Got a new baby at home. Wifey's kind of looking at me with the side eye. Are you going to make the trip out to L.A.? What's going on? Got some former teammates who live out in L.A. I'm like, maybe I could crash on a couch. Now, Prize Picks has something going on. Jake, I might be there. But if you're there, download the Prize Picks app. Use the promo code PUNT. You get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. And you should be at Prize Picks L.A. NFL Watch Party. Cabo Cantina, Sunday, January 8th. 12 p.m. to 5 p.m. How awesome would it be if you walk into L.A., Venice Beach, a little sunshine, a little cocktail, some NFL, and you hit a 25-Xer on prize picks, dude? Live it up. This is it right here. A lot of people have been asking me, what do you got going on? Are you hearing about anything? This is it. This is the prize picks L.A. watch party Sunday afternoon. If you want more details, it'll be on my Twitter, at Drew Butler. And I'll put it up on prize, excuse me, punt and pass, Instagram and Twitter at punt and pass. Sorry, I had to get it out there. It's exciting. Do you think I should go? Like, should I go? It's LA. I want to go. Like, that's not the question. It's should I go? Dude, I think uh, 100%, man. If you have the means, if you want to go, absolutely, man. You got to get rid of the dogs. I mean, I, I hopefully there's not a, a bit of entitlement here. Uh, with the dogs and uh, we're winning and mm-hmm. just had that big game in Atlanta. I mean, we got to travel. We got to show up and show out. Got to. Got, got to. to. That sounds like a challenge. It sounds like you just challenged me. Um, but I accept that challenge. I'll let you know the decision I make. This would be like the ultimate speed run out to La La Land. So keep you updated on that. All right. I want to touch on a couple of things before we break down the college football playoff national championship game. Unlike anywhere else you will hear why because Jake Fromm has played not only in a crazy all-time college football playoff semifinal game, but he also had to turn around and get ready for a college football playoff national championship game. That's exactly what's happening with the Georgia Bulldogs in 2022, now 2023. So we will get into that. But first, we need to talk about what happened on Monday Night Football because this hits close to home. We recorded our early week podcast on Monday afternoon. Obviously, everybody knows by now the tragic event and incident that happened to Buffalo Bills, Cincinnati Bengals, and DeMar Hamlin, your former teammate, Jake. Shockingly terrifying. A lot of questions. I don't know if you were watching it live. Jackie and I were watching it live. 
Um, it shook us. It was extremely scary. You're on the field of battle right now. Uh, I was a punter. Granted, you saw a lot of bad stuff happen. Nobody's ever seen anything like this. There is no playbook in how to react in real time or after the fact. Uh, I think the NFL did everything right up to this point. And before I get your thoughts about DeMar, again, who you played with and who was your former teammate, earlier today, the Buffalo Bills released a statement, um, and it was very, very positive. The power of prayer works. Here is what the Buffalo Bills said earlier today. Per the physicians caring for DeMar Hamlin at the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, DeMar has shown remarkable improvement over the past 24 hours. While still critically ill, he has demonstrated that he appears to be neurologically intact. His lungs continue to heal, and he is making steady progress. We are grateful for the love and support we have received. That is all that's important. Um, Jake, it's unbelievable that you know this guy, um, and his story will be one that's remembered forever. It looks like it will have a good ending. Dude, uh, it was absolutely nuts. Uh, knowing Damar, I mean, just a, a baller, a competitor, awesome guy. Um, and I, I mean, what was crazy watching it is just a, a, a routine, a routine, normal football play. Didn't think anything crazy about it. Uh, you know, me, my wife, and a couple friends were watching it live. Uh, goes down, collapse. I mean, it was just, I, just something you've never seen. Um, and you didn't really know the extent of it um, until. Uh, they say they've been doing CPR for overnight oh. minutes. I mean, this is nuts. You 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 see the the emotional reactions from all my former teammates at Buffalo, Steph and Josh, and man, uh, it, it was it was nuts. And um, just just want to just give a big thank you and and big praise to uh, the trainers there in Buffalo who I know who stepped up, uh, did a great job, and the medical staff too there in Cincinnati. I mean, that's uh, big time. Um, and the fact that he's doing better uh, is even more uh all the great uh just man the i know the constant prayers that have been sent his way how many prayers that god has received uh over yeah. these past couple of days insane do not underestimate the power of prayer uh, because it's big time it could be so powerful so moving um and i i think god has heard some prayers and he's doing better um and that's just just awesome and such great news to hear no question. Um, such a freak accident. And like you said, Jake, the fact that it was a routine play by all accounts, DeMar stood up after the contact, and then he just goes absolutely limp and yep. falls flat on his back. The initial thought is, man, did, did he just get knocked out? Was that a concussion? Yep. That looked yep. kind of weird. You see the replay. Hey, it actually didn't look that bad. Hopefully he is just concussed. Like that. That's kind of the thought process that probably most people go to ESPN cuts away. They come back in. The ambulance is there. Joe Buck is shook. I mean, he's shook. Oh, yeah. And I'll just say right now, I thought the broadcasters, not only Joe and Troy, Lisa Salters, the Monday Night Football team, but everybody in the studios, I thought they did a fantastic job. I, I really did. Because, again, there is no playbook for no. how to react in that moment, especially when you're hearing they've been doing CPR for nine minutes, especially when you're seeing the visible and – visceral reactions from Josh Allen, Steph Diggs, everybody, not only on the Bills, but the Bengals as well. And then you're going, holy cow, you're scrolling Twitter. Is this guy okay? Is he yeah. alive? What Man. a scary set of events. And Albert Breer from NFL Network, today he tweeted out, one hero who should be recognized here, and I think you probably know this guy, 
Last night, I was told the work of Bill's assistant athletic trainer, Denny Killington, Denny. Yep. was administering CPR to DeMar Hamlin was absolutely vital. The speed and skill with which he and others reacted, it was the difference maker. Oh, yeah. um, you've heard doctors kind of break this down now, Jake, and they simply say, hey, if this happens, all it comes down to is the reaction time. Um, and outside of a hospital, this might be something crazy to say, outside of a hospital, maybe the best other place for an incidence like this to happen is on an NFL football field because all that personnel is there and ambulance is on site and they can react very quickly. Huge shout out to Denny Killington. The, 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 the skills and the training is there, but you never really expect it to happen. And the instincts that, that Denny had, no Denny, Denny's awesome. Oh. Just comes to work, shows up. I promise he wants gives me chills. He wants none of this praise. He he was just doing his job, and he wants to do his job to the best of his ability. Um, and man, the fact that it, it came down to him, uh, him doing his job, man, that's just that's just awesome. Uh, but like you said, being on an NFL football field, all the training staff around, um, I, I, you hate to even say if there's a, a good place to be. This mm, there exactly. But, but but there uh, also want to uh, also say a big praise to uh, to the leadership on both teams, the head yeah. coaches. Um, yeah, I, to me that just can't go unnoticed. Just how they handled the situation, unprecedented. Had never seen anything like this. Um, just man, uh, super sad about it, but also super happy that he's doing better, doing well. Um, and I I think we're on a, a good path to recovery. Yeah, continue prayers for Demar Hamlin and his family. Um, it can't not it can't not be said. What's amazing is everybody rallying around him. Not only yep. a prayer, uh, but the GoFundMe page for Demar Hamlin Saw and his that. Toy that Drive awesome. Foundation that had a goal of twenty five hundred dollars. Jake, I think it's now over six million dollars. Unbelievable. Um, so continued prayers for Demar. So glad that the Bills released that statement today, and it seems like he at least is on a path to recovery. I, I had to ask you about it because yeah. you're close to it. So uh, appreciate your insights there. All right, one other thing. We'll switch gears here a little bit before we break it down, the national championship game, that is. Eric Ainge. <laughs> Eric Ainge, the former Tennessee quarterback, who now I guess is a shock jock sports talk radio host in Knoxville. He got a little notoriety before the Georgia-Tennessee game for saying Sanford Stadium's not an intimidating place. When I used to play there, we used to whoop up on Georgia. And look, that was great. Pretty classic trash talk. He got his clicks. He even made fun of himself after the fact with a couple of tweets following up on that, poking fun at what he had said. He thought he had maybe backed off a little bit, gone away. Uh -uh Uh-uh-uh. He comes out this week. And says something that, quite frankly, I just think is embarrassing, Jake. I I really do think it's embarrassing the way he went after Stetson Bennett, calling him a punk, saying that he was actively rooting against Stetson, saying he doesn't only hope Georgia loses, but he hopes Georgia loses with Stetson Bennett throwing four interceptions, personal attacks. And I always say this, Jake, in the media, right, if somebody resorts to personal attacks – that shows you right then and there that they do not have a true argument. Um, and they are just doing it to get clicks. They are doing it for a reaction. And Eric Ainge, dude, clown. This was a clown statement, a clown take. And we're not going to replay it here because I don't even want to give him the credit. But this was so over the line. 
and cringy. I sent it to you before we started recording. I was like, dude, you got to listen to this. Oh, yeah. It's just bizarre, and it's weird. And he seems kind of like, I don't know, jealous, upset. I, I just don't get it. I I think, uh, well, first off, there's crossing the line, and then there's jumping and hurtling over it, which borderline he did. Uh, and number two, I think it's also kind of sad, honestly, for a grown man in the media to be this envious uh, of a college football player uh, who's had some success. I mean, why? Why are we such a hater uh, on Stetson Bennett? Why do we have to resort to personal attacks? Uh, doesn't have an argument when you have to resort to that stuff. Uh, it's very sad, honestly. I, I just, I, for a grown man to, to be this mad uh, at a college football player, it's just, I mean, come on, man. It's just uh, quote unquote out of pocket. And what are we doing yeah. here? What are we doing? 100%. You know, he's like, I'm sick of the, I'm as a walk on, I'm a Juco transfer. Well, that's what he is. Like, do that's you want to rewrite man. history? Like, that, <laughs> that's who he is. That's what makes his story so great. And then he's like, I mean, give me a break. He's like 28 and three as a starter. Yeah, something you never were. He's done things that you never will have done. And guess what? If Stetson Bennett wanted to come in and take your job, he probably could do that right now as well. I, I just don't understand why Eric Ainge feels the need to poke the bear like that. It doesn't make much sense at all. And, and you just said it, dude. It's it's sad. When he goes, I'm cheering hard against him that's how he says it. i'm cheering hard again i'm like okay dude big bad eric Ainge. that's awesome bro congrats i i am confused by that i don't even want to justify this with more response to it but the the sad thing is is he probably brainstormed for a little bit uh leading into this week about what is the most absurd thing i can say uh an arrogant thing i could say to get clicks uh for this week to make myself a grown man more popular off a college football player's behalf and to their demise so uh that's sad hearts in the wrong place hate it uh eric Ange, man let's uh let's move on because it's just it's <laughs> just ain't right brother no there's no doubt about that all right my man um it's time we need to start breaking down this college football playoff national championship game. I mm. definitely want to ask you a lot about the lead up to this game because it's so much more different than what anybody else has experienced in the media. You have such a great perspective on not only the week, but coach smart, the buildup, the mindset. So we'll dive into that. But first things first, again, if you're going to be in LA, go check out the prize picks LA watch party at Cop. Cabo Cantina? What, what was it? I just had it. Um, it's in Venice. It's from noon to five, and you will have a great time. Download the Price Picks app. Use Turn the promo out. code PUNT, and you will get a 100% deposit match up to your first $100. Again, Cabo Cantina in Marina del Rey, California. That's right in Venice Beach. It's with the Book It with Trent crew. If you're on TikTok or Instagram or social media, uh, great content creators that have partnered up with Prize Picks are giving away merch from noon to five Sunday, January eighth. Check us out at Punt and Pass on Twitter and Instagram. I will put the information up there. It's Prize Picks LA NFL Watch Party. Get you ready for the College Football Playoff National Championship game. 
All right. Uh, I want to ask you, and I, I told you this Monday when we wrapped up, put your thinking cap on, get in the time machine, go back to 2018, because mm. it's fun. The, the coasts have changed, but the circumstances are almost identical. When you guys won that Rose Bowl, an unbelievable, I mean, one of the greatest college football games of all time against Oklahoma, highly emotional getting to the national championship game for the first time in 40 something years, 38 years, whatever it was back then um, you had to regroup. You had to come back East to play in Atlanta, which is where the national championship was last week. They played the game in Atlanta. Now they have to regroup and head out to California. So my first question, Jake, is this, how do you regroup? What is the mindset to come down off such a high and understand, Hey guys, in nine days, we have to go back out and try to win a national championship. Yeah, so some similarities here, both coming off uh, a very emotional win. Uh, for us, man, we were enjoying it, enjoying it, and the Coach Smart saying, get on the plane, get on the plane, we got to go back. Took a red eye back. I mean, we were exhausted for a couple days uh, leading into practice, uh, and our bodies were, and we were also in unprecedented words. We had no idea yeah. uh, what we were getting ourselves into, had never been here before. Uh, which uh, speaks to the maturity uh, and the leadership and also uh, the I mean, coach smart of, I mean, they, they know the formula. They've been here before um, this week is, is same, same, but also different compared to a bowl week because bowl week, man, you, you have weeks and weeks to prepare. Uh, you, you get to really script out some, some cool stuff uh, as a coordinator on both sides of the ball uh, but here, man, we're just trying to throw together a good, uh, simple, clean game plan that we can go out and execute. Now, difference between player and coach here. Coaches have already uh, uh, cracked the film a little bit. They've already watched. They they have an idea of, of which way they want to go, how they want to attack, which matchups uh, are beneficial uh, for the team. But the players, man, they're just turning on and seeing it for the first time. Yeah. Um, and so for them, as a, as a player's mindset, Hey, how much information can I download? Can I also get my rest? Uh, what's the the school schedule uh, starting? I, I can't remember if we. Were I just starting. looked it up. Classes start on Monday, so they're not in class right now. I think that's big, nice. right? That's yeah. pretty important. These guys are locked in. It's kind of like yeah. that same NFL mindset, bowl schedule mindset, football yep. film all day. Yeah, which I which I think is huge. Uh, big advantage there. I don't know what TC uses, which would be an interesting kind of kind of nugget to learn. Uh, about kind of what they're doing. But, man, if they're on the NFL schedule, uh, Kirby, man, he's going to hold them all day long, walk through after walk through after walk through. He's going to turn his intense meter up a little bit. If you thought you couldn't turn it up anymore, <laughs> buddy, he can turn it up a yes. little bit more because every detail matters so much more significantly. Uh, it's technique, it's technique. Let me learn the game plan, identify what the heck is going on. So I can go out and play clean execution football. Um, and as a quarterback, we want to operate, man. If, we, if we're if we thinking too much in games like this, there's so many other distractions going yeah. on. Just let me – I don't want to think. I just want to play. So give me something clean. I can go execute, get everybody else on the same page, and let's go roll because, uh, I mean, quite frankly, I mean, we're, we're better, have better athletes, better coaches. Better experience, uh, better experience. Better preparation. We, probably. We've been here before. Yeah. So, man, just just give us a, a clean game plan. Don't try to 
think outside the box. We don't need something cute. Okay, we can maybe have one cute trick play, but I mean, we don't we don't need a whole basket full. We don't need to unload everything we got. Don't need to call everything on the call sheet. Give me something clean. Let's go execute. Uh, let's go with some tail. TCU's first day of class for the spring 2023 semester is January 17th. I mean, where else are you going to get this kind of in-depth information? I yeah. just told you Georgia's starting class on the 9th. TCU starting on the 17th. I guarantee you nobody else is talking <laughs> about that. You're totally right, though. Um, I think the intensity has been ratcheted up big time. My sources tell me, uh, and you probably will believe this, we talked about it. Kirby was not very complimentary of Stetson on the field right after the Peach Bowl, right? Heading to the national championship, critical of his quarterback <laughs> on ESPN national television. My sources tell me that the media was not exactly allowed into the locker room directly after. I think Kirby got a message across to that entire team. Um, and I heard that he was pretty colorful with probably the entire team to say, if we play like that next week, we will lose a national championship. Um, I'm on the radio Thursday mornings in Atlanta. Was honored to have Coach Rick on this morning and Josh Brooks. And Coach Rick, I asked him the same question I asked you. Like, how do you get a team to come down off such a high to now get ready to play for it all? He simply said, second place is not good enough. Like, this is it. You burn the ships. You lock the doors. There is no other way at this point. And that is exactly what you just said, Jake. So I think Georgia coming off that game um, understands what it's going to take because when they flip on that tape, they're going to go, dude, this Max Duggan guy is highly athletic. Quentin Johnston, the wide receiver, projected to be the first receiver taken in the NFL draft next year. What it. about Kendra Miller? He's a bruiser at running back. They try to get that going to open up the pass game. Mercado comes off the bench. He runs even harder than Kendra Miller. And that defense is just highly opportunistic. Couple pick sixes against Michigan. Like they are not afraid. And you're starting to get the sense that the Cinderella story is no more. This team believes and they want to take down Goliath. And that's the matchup that is coming up this weekend or Monday night. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. What is the obligations like? Clearly, when you guys were in the Rose Bowl or Georgia was in the Peach Bowl this past week, you know, you're there for four or five days. You're experiencing the bowl week and all the pageantry and the festivities that go around it. For this game with the quick turnaround, I think Georgia's leaving tomorrow evening, so they get into L.A., I don't know, call it 5 p.m. local time. Is it 
hey guys, we're here. We'll have a media session, do a practice and a walkthrough, but none of the shenanigans that are happening for a bowl week. No, no. Well, that, you know, I do remember they had us uh, some dinner thing. Uh, I don't know. We got to we got to watch. It was something. Congrats about being here at the national championship. Uh, it was something really small, little, uh, but nothing, nothing like a, a a bowl week is where you're just constantly going to this and to this. It's a celebration. It's a uh, uh, hey man, congrats on a great season. No, it's none of that. I mean, you're here to play football. Very yeah. NFL schedule like. Uh, hey, let's come in. Let's get our meetings done. Go get you some rest. Uh, wake up and ball out. So uh, that that that's pretty much uh, kind of more it's like. And uh, yeah, I I think our guys have the experience of doing that. So I kind of kind of like where we're at with that. Yeah, no question about that. Anything else that you can remember um, from that turnaround, from that week, from the lead up, media days, you know, it's, all everything that kind of surrounds it before kickoff. We're about to get into kickoff. I think what was the most exhausting for me was all the the TV media stuff I had to go do in between practice and getting ready, getting body ready, this and that. So um, imagine all the the bowl media mess, but it's just packed, it's packed in tight to that week. And uh, I know Stetson's going to have to be doing a ton of it. That's just something you got to do. Uh, put a smile on. Let's go, but uh, man, get your rest and uh, make sure we're studying up because, like you said, we're burning the ships, man. Uh, we, there's no no coming back. Got to win it. Yeah, there is no doubt about that. Georgia right now currently a 12-and-a-half-point favorite. The total is set at 63 points. Both of these teams coming off unbelievable victories. The semifinal games were so awesome on New Year's Eve, and it is David versus Goliath. Ticket prices, ticket demand, uh, not rising by any stretch of the imagination falling ticket prices are falling um i know that they're the game sold out but the secondary market i mean if you go to StubHub right now uh check tomorrow check saturday check sunday don't go and buy right now i can promise you that you'll be able to get in at a much cheaper price but before we dive into breaking it down i got a couple of trends mm. that i want you to kind of understand real quick i just said george is a 12 and a half point favorite they opened as a 13 and a half point favorite. So the line has dropped one point in favor of TCU in the last five national championship games. When the line moves off the original number, the team in which it moves to is four and one against the spread TCU in this instance. Do you think it'll go back up to 13 and a half? I don't know, but a lot of the money is on TCU taking those points. It's dropped a point. Therefore, saying per this trend, TCU might be the play on the spread. TCU is 10, 3, and 1 against the spread this season. That is unprecedented. That is an unbelievable run against the spread. Here is one that really jumped out to me, though. Okay. In their last 10 games, TCU is 8, 1, and 1 against the spread when they play defenses that allow 17 points per game or less. So when TCU plays elite defenses, they cover the spread. Eight, one, and one in their last 10. Well, look what they did to Michigan. It was a higher-rated defense than our defense. Absolutely, and they hung it it on them. Absolutely. Here's one that's probably most alarming, but I think it's a little bit of a stretch. Georgia is one and nine against the spread in their last 10 games when they come off a victory of three points or less. They won Mm -hmm. by one point against Ohio State. 
They're playing this next game. They are one and nine in their last 10 games when they're coming off a victory of one point or less. Gonna make a lot uh, of trends there. Yeah. Bringing Uh you the numbers. You know, I like to talk gambling. And I told you on Monday, 13 is a lot of points. Max Duggan is not afraid. Sonny Dykes can dial it up. Can Georgia get to Max Duggan? You and I talked about it ad nauseum leading into the Peach Bowl. It ain't about the secondary. It's about the D-line. It's about getting home on the quarterback. No DB can cover for 12 seconds, for eight seconds. No. It ain't what happens, especially when you go up against elite talent, Jake. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Uh, I'm going to make one comment before I'm going to circle all the way back to this uh, spread guru nonsense. Okay, uh, yes, it is nonsense. That is a good way to put it. That is a great way to put it. Uh, dude, where else in the country do you win a college football playoff game besides two programs where you win a college football playoff game in an emotional fashion in your home state and you get the doors locked behind you and the head coach cusses you out. what I heard, okay? This is what I heard. Okay? I'm just saying that check out though. Do you believe that story? Oh, 100%. Yeah. Um, yeah, that definitely happened. But like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that definitely happened. Definitely yes. happened. But okay, Alabama and coming off the saving tree with, with Kirby. I mean, does that happen anywhere else? I mean, other than those two places right now? No. And the ah. bar is set so high. And I think so the beauty high, of that, man. I think the beauty of that is the players probably respect it. They respond to it. Not only the players, but the coaches as well. The administrators. Guys, we're not done. That was not good enough. Did they get lucky? Maybe some could say that. But you know what? They won the football game. And you and I said it on Monday. You can learn a lot from losing, but you can learn even more from almost losing. That is the opportunity that Georgia has in front of them. So how do they turn around and correct? You know TCU is going to come out guns blazing, dude. They're going to have so much fun. Like I think Georgia, do they go in with the burden of trying to be defending national champions, winning back-to-back? I got another stat here. Defending national champions in the college football playoff era are 0-3 in national championship games. It has not been done yet in the college football playoff era. So Georgia is trying to do something that has never been done before. Will they be playing a bit nervous, Jake? I don't think TCU is going to be nervous at all. What do they have to lose? They're definitely playing with house money 100%. Um, it hasn't been, uh, you know, defending national champions have not won yet. Uh, I think that will be maybe a common theme come up during the week uh, around the building hasn't been done yet. Um, but, man, uh, the guys have the experience. I, I completely agree with you. TCU now, they're going to have one or two drives where it's going to be bang, 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 and they score, uh, and everybody's going to look left and right and be like, what just happened? How did they do that? Where did this come from? Uh, because, I mean, they, they can dial it up. They have that talent. Their receiver is an incredible talent. I, I've watched the Michigan game. Homeboy caught uh, like three drags over the middle, outran gone. everybody to the sideline, yeah. gone. See you later. So um, the only thing that scares me is uh, – and, and even C.J. Stroud, like he just he just did a little bit. Uh, back there in the pocket to extend plays, man. If Max Duggan extends plays, that is our defense's kryptonite because we put our DBs in such a 
difficult situation with all these one-on-one coverages, not a whole lot of help on, on over the top, and you're you're by yourself, you're on an island. So, would you say that's any defense's kryptonite, though? Uh, are we too harsh on Georgia's DBs? Because I think we are at, at this point. And I think a guy like Keeley matches up much better against somebody like a Quentin Johnson than somebody like a Marvin Harrison Jr., who is an absolute route technician, who can make you look silly with how good he is just from a fundamental standpoint. I'm not discrediting Quentin Johnson by any means. The guy's going to be the, the number one overall receiver taken next year. But I think Keeley struggles sometimes, and we've talked about this, uh, in those short field instances against quick twitch guys. Uh, I think Keeley, when he gets moving, dude, he's long. He can run. I think Quentin Johnson's a, a good matchup for Keeley Ringo. Well, you got you got you got big on big. Uh, Quentin Johnson, he is six, six foot four. four. Yeah. Uh, I'm telling you, Keeley, when you see him in person, uh, you, you're going to be like, dude, you, you play Sam Backer or you're one of the biggest strong safeties. Uh, out there and oh no wait a minute you don't play safety you play corner so yeah. Keeley's huge now so this I think should in theory play to his favor uh, for sure um, but it's just a matter as far as the the defense wise of just scheme and preference um, of just kind of what they do they play a, a press man quarters and really put the corners uh, on an island uh, where other teams kind of play the soft plate in front um, kind of die by a, a slow death um kind of uh kind of deal it just it is just two different preferences two different theories two different ideas obviously can't be too harsh uh on our theory on defense and, and how the guys play because uh, we've had a top right defense here yeah uh, for a while and why, why get mad and change everything uh after one game but uh i, I know the defense is so there was a, uh, a closed-door meeting after the game. Everybody gets cussed out. And then there was another closed-door meeting just for the defense. Is that right? <laughs> I know. I, I'm, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure I, there was, though. I'm 100% making this up, but I, I'm, I'm sure they also got it specifically uh, as well uh, a few times. So uh, they'll, they'll definitely be playing uh, with a fire burning uh, under them. So uh, they'll be ready to roll. So – What's the message to the defense? What is the response? Is it simply, guys, we have to get home to the quarterback? Why change what's been working? Granted, the last two games, it hasn't necessarily LSU hung a lot of passing yards up against Georgia, and then obviously Ohio State with their elite passing attack did as well. What are they saying? What are Muschamp and Schumann saying? And then how do the players react and respond when they know exactly what they're going up against in this explosive, fast-paced TCU offense? Uh, they're designing five-man pressures right now uh, against their protections to see, hey, how can we get home? Uh, and then also, too, I mean, uh, Jalen Carter's going to play a better game. Yeah, he's I got mean, to. Simply put, he, he's yep. got to play a better game. He's got to uh, – because he was around the ball. He just didn't, he didn't quite finish yep. uh, there like we would have loved to uh, in certain key moments. So he, he's he's got to. He's going to. Uh, play a better game, and I, I think it's pretty much simple as that. And just just get an op- opportunity, different day, uh, different guys show up and be ready to play. No question about it. I think it'll be really interesting to see the response, and you'll find out early, right? Those 15 first scripted plays, they tell so much yep. of the story. What will TCU come out with? Will it be some trickery? Will they try to do some razzle-dazzle? 
who knows? I don't think they need that. Um, and I don't think the players necessarily want that either. They're like, dude, coach, let us do what we do. We want to make a statement that we're here and we're ready for a 60 minute fight. Let's talk about Georgia's offense and this TCU defense that is unique in nature with their three, three, five formation. Look, Georgia's offense is playing at a super high level. You said it best a week ago. If Georgia gets down, I have the utmost confidence that they can adapt and put points on the board quickly, which is exactly what they needed to do. And they answered every bell in the Peach Bowl. They took advantage of every opportunity that they needed to. How do they attack this TCU defense? Uh, I think the running backs will play a key, key part here. And Jake, I think Coach Munkin challenges the offensive line to say, let's run it down their throat and limit the possessions that TCU gets. Yeah, I, I, I think that's a great game plan. Uh, Kirby, he's seen the 3-3-5 before. We played Baylor in the Sugar Bowl, had some success. Our game plan was throw it to George every play. That worked out pretty well. Yeah. Um, and so, uh, yeah, I mean, they'll they'll have their, their wrinkles here, but uh, I, I like the idea of coming out, playing physical, uh, and running the football. It, it, and, and Michigan had that same game plan. They just turned the ball over. Yeah, you they can't got, do that. Yes. They got behind. I mean, the, the, that defense is the TCU's defense is, is opportunistic. I mean, they man, they they smell something. Oh man, they're 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 gonna go get it. Uh, and they're they're gonna have the ball turnover. And they're gonna go the other way. So Michigan, there they had a great game plan going into it. Uh, but you got to stay on top of your game plan and make sure you stay on track. So uh, I think that's part of it, man. Limit the turnovers. Maybe limit the possessions, like you said, like that. That's great. Um, but I mean, with the three, three, five, I, I think uh, the big guys got to play well. Limit their three. If those guys aren't disruptors, uh, uh, everybody else is going to be going to be playing at the second level, uh, and that's tough for those the defenders to do that because they're 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 not used to have an offensive line strap onto them and then they got to make a play. No, they 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 want to shoot through gaps, play fast, and play downhill. You have to love the development, if you even want to call it that, of the receivers that you saw in the Peach Bowl. A guy like Arian Smith, who's showing that he can be the guy that takes the top off of defense. A healthy A.D. Mitchell, Rosamie Jackson, Dom Blaylock, Kiaris Jackson made a huge, huge catch on that game-winning drive. Hopefully, big O, Darnell Washington is healthy. I'm hearing kind of mixed reports. It sounded like a pretty nasty contusion on the ankle. Brock Bowers, can't forget about him. Lad McConkey, haven't even mentioned him yet. And then you have the embarrassment of riches at the running back position. Kenny McIntosh is so, so good out of the backfield with his hands. And Kendall Milton ran well. Dejan Edwards set the tone. Um, there are a lot of weapons. Can you make the game slower than usual you don't want to get into a shootout with tc that's just not what you want to do because they can continue to put points on the board what does stetson bennett have to do tell me every eyeball is going to be on stetson bennett and if he wins this game jake he will be solidified as the greatest georgia bulldog of all time there is no doubt in my mind i would not dare to argue uh, with you on that, uh, that's that's a that's a tough one to that's a that's an uphill battle. It's a tough one to overcome. Um, uh, but I mean, for the offense, man, I, the the biggest thing I've loved about them all year is the ability to adapt. Uh, they they found themselves in a shootout last game. Hey, sure, yeah, let's go do it. We, we can do that too. Uh, we can play bully bully ball. Uh, we can play tight end ball. We can play Brock Bowers on a jet sweep ball. 
Um, I don't yeah. play screen ball. I mean, we can do whatever you want to do. We can play, hey, we can throw a 75 yard touchdown on one play to Arian Smith ball. We, we can do that too. So, um, just their ability to adapt, move pieces. Uh, I think Munkin's doing a great job, uh, with, with what he's doing. Obviously, uh, he's been given a lot. Uh, and so we expect a lot, but, uh, I mean, you, you can't really have any complaints, uh, to be honest with you. But I, I think the, the identity coming out of the gate is to uh, be physical, lean on them hard there early, uh, and then play from ahead rather than the highest State game plan from behind. To whom he, much is given, much is expected. 100%. No doubt about that. Uh, on the special team side, I mean, people forget. I, I really do believe they have completely forgotten, and it's no fault of his own. Jack Podlesny missed two field goals in the Peach Bowl, and Georgia still won that game. And they were both pretty long range, 48. I think one was 53 yards. A missed 53-yard field goal, Jake, is a turnover. When you give C.J. Stroud the ball on a 60-yard field, not only did you miss three, they're getting six in a hurry, and that's exactly what happened. Now, I'm not trashing Jack Podlesny. He'd be the first one to tell you he needs to make those kicks. The 53-yarder, that's just a long kick. Uh, But when you leave six points out there and you're playing a hugely electric offense like Ohio State, like TCU, you can't do that. Case in point. Michigan going to score that touchdown probably should have been called a touchdown ball gets marked at the half yard line. They fumble. Not only was it no points for Michigan, it was seven the other way for TCU that changes outcomes of football games. Georgia cannot afford to do that this weekend. I do not see Georgia running away with this football game. I do not see Georgia completely dominating TCU. I think Georgia wins the game. I think Georgia wins the game by 10 points. How about that, right? I would love to see Georgia keep TCU under 30 points. That statistic, right? 50 mm. Georgia's 55 and 1, 56 and 1 now under Kirby Smart when they score 30 points or more. Score 30 and limit TCU to under 30 points. It is the recipe for success for Kirby Smart and this Georgia team during his tenure as the Dogs head coach. Uh, that's a great stat. Uh, I love it. And Jack, if you're listening to this, uh, hey, let's on the flip side, let's think about this, man. The faith that Coach Smart has in you to take no that 53-yard field goal, uh, knowing uh, the field position he may be giving up if yeah. it's a miss. So uh, you got to think about that too, man. Coach, you got a lot of faith in you. We too, we do too as well uh, and look forward to seeing you hit that next one. Uh, but the more we talk about it, though, uh, I, man, the turnover battle is just just blinking so hard. Like, like we, We've mentioned it before. The bigger the game – the more the most basic, yeah, simplistic, the game yeah, absolutely. The game plan is the details are take care of the football, be good on third down, be good in the red zone. Georgia has the number one red zone defense in the country. Be good in the red zone, score touchdowns in the red zone, and on defense, limit them to field goals and or e turn the ball over. Uh, man, just 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 go back to simple football basics that you learn in pee wee football, middle school football, high school football. Because uh, it's the reason they teach you the basics because it works. Win third down, don't turn the ball over. Be efficient in your game plan. That's it. All right, let's get to uh, projection time. Mm. I need to know what your thoughts are. What do you think is going to happen? Georgia's twelve and a half point favorite. The total is sixty three points, Jake, and this one should be 
a great game. Georgia's trying to do something that's never done been done in this college football playoff era. Man, I'm I'm so back and forth torn because is this going to be another shootout like last game, or is this going to be uh, the most nine to six defensive football game ever you've ever seen? Obviously, there's going to be some points scored because there's too good of offensive minds in this game, but uh, um, and to win by 12 and a half points in a national championship game. That is a lot of points, in my opinion, even for my beloved dogs, man. That's a lot of points in a national championship game. So that's kind of tough. I, I loved your take about the dogs winning by 10. Hey, look, if the dogs win by a half a point, that is a okay yeah, by me. A win is a win. Um, but it, it's amazing to me how Vegas is so good at what they do. Uh, I, I, the the 62 and a half, whatever total. I mean, that sounds about right. That's your over under 30 points that yeah, you're talking right about. There. I mean, yep. that's right. That's right there on it. Uh, they must be listening to our podcast too, man. They must, be, they, might, they must be gathering all kind of information uh, because they're really good at their job. Uh, hey man, let's say hey, while we're here, let's say dogs win it. I mean, they, they, they win by 12 and a half and over 62. So I like out. that, but uh, let's go do it. I, I think they got it. I like that. 40 and a half to 28. That's going to be the final score. Georgia 40 and a half, <laughs> TCU 28. But I'm looking at TCU's last five games. They beat Texas 17 to 10. They beat Baylor 29 to 28. They lost to Kansas State in the Big 12 championship game 31 to 28. You can limit this offense, okay? I'm not saying Georgia can't stop TCU. That's not what I'm saying. Uh, what I am saying is that the recent trend that Georgia has shown when you can't get after an athletic quarterback and he gets outside the pocket, he then will be able to take advantage like any quarterback would. Georgia has got to get home on Max Duggan. And Jake, if they do early and they fluster him, dude, it could be game on, right? I know I just said I don't see Georgia running away with this football game because that's not usually how national championship games play out. Um, but man... This this it's gonna be a great game. I, I really do think so. Georgia will win. Um, I want to say they win. How about forty one? Should I do like a Swami says, like the old Chris Berman um, score predictions, and say they says. win like thirty eight to twenty six? Thirty eight. To 26, Georgia, they win by 12. They don't cover. They're laying 12 and a half. How do you get 26? That's what Chris Berman used to do. As the <laughs> That's what he does. I, I That's remember, what he does. I remember watching that as a kid. Like, yeah. I mean, I'm trying to do the math in my head while I'm eating yeah. my bowl of cereal. I'm like, how, I, I, how does this How does this happen? This doesn't make any sense. It's like 39 to, 39 to 26. That's 13. So maybe the line, I don't know. But I think 38, 26. That's my score prediction. Yeah, uh, I like it. I just... Uh, I like what you said about being able to limit TCU, TCU's offense. Uh, like they scored 51 points against Michigan. Two, uh, they had two pick sixes, so minus 14 points. I mean, Max Duggan, like he he played well. He played timely in that game. Yes. Like if, if there was a if there was a big play, yes, he made the play. But other than that, I mean, he played okay. 14 to 29, 225 yards, two tuds, two picks. Uh, I mean, dude, they're running back. 17 carries, a buck 50. Uh, that's that we, we got to stop that. We, we got to stop the running back and we got to stop number one. 
Number one, Quentin Johnston had six catches, 163 yards. Yeah. Hey, let's uh, let's cloud that guy every time. For those of you who don't know what cloud, we're going to play cover two. We're going to roll a safety over the top every single time uh, against him. Going to have all eyes on him. Uh, and then we're going to have to play quarter safety on the other half to get his nose uh, involved in the run game. So, yeah, let's let's do that. Let's win uh, by over 12 and a half just because we called it. Why not? There you go. I love it. It's going to be an awesome game. Jake, you might be there. Have you made the decision yet? Did I ask you that earlier? Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, we'll see. We'll be having a game time decision. Yeah, likewise. Likewise. We'll let you know if we do. Hopefully we can see some pump and pass listeners, some great dog fans out in L.A. Sure to be an amazing atmosphere. I heard the weather out there has been freaking brutal in Southern California. Like, what's up with that, dude? Something has to change quickly. Dog fans need to get after it in L.A. It's the Natty, bro. The third national championship for Georgia in the punt and pass era. Okay? That is remarkable. Cool. It's also great timing. Great timing. So, getting ready for it. Hopefully, we have a celebration podcast in the middle of next week to recap exactly what went down Monday night. Be sure to follow us on social media at punt and pass on Twitter and Instagram. I am at drew Butler. He is at from Jake download the prize picks app. Go check out prize picks at their LA watch party at Cabo Cantina in Venice beach, 12 to five on Sunday afternoon. You can opt in on the webpage that I will post on punt and and on our punt and pass Instagram and Twitter at punt and pass. Jake, it's been a blast brother. Good luck in week 18. You guys are playing the Dallas Cowboys. Yes, sir. Um, Dallas Cowboys have a chance to be the number one seed, albeit it is a bit of a stretch in the NFC. But congrats on a great season in Washington. If you head out to L.A., please let me know. And thank you, everybody, for listening. We will talk to you next week. See ya. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.